Good morning, everyone. This is episode one of Pistons Dynasty, where all your Pistons talk is here. You got Simon and Avi here to talk, break it down the Pistons talk today. So the Pistons are currently sitting 39 and 37, sixth in the East, and they're one and a half games ahead of the Magic. They have six games left, and according to Tankathon, they have the 20th hardest schedule left. Brooklyn, who's uh, right behind them, has the hardest schedule left, so I think we're probably going to lock up that sixth seed. I don't think we're going to get back to uh, fifth place and beat Boston. It's just not going to happen. We're five, you know, five and a half games behind them. We only got six games left. And it looks like we're going to have a first-round matchup with Philly. So, Nisano, um, I want to get your take. You think uh, you think the Pistons are going to end up with a sixth seed? Um, I think they can hold on to the fifth seed. I, I think they can hold on to the sixth seed with Boston ahead of them. Not doesn't look like it's going to happen. So, yeah, I think they can. you're going to hold on to that sixth seed. I don't think they're going against 76ers. Okay. Got it. Maybe get a win or two. Son, I want to talk a little bit more. A lot of people are saying that the Pistons are not really going to have a shot with playing against Philly in the first round. Some even say that Toronto would be an easier matchup. You know, I want to talk a little bit. A lot, a lot of people are saying that um, size-wise, we can't really match up with um, the Philadelphia 76ers. I want you to take a look. If you look at the key players on the Philadelphia 76ers, you got J.J. Redick. Six foot four, Embiid seven, Jimmy Butler six foot eight, Ben Simmons six ten, Tobias Harris six nine. That means besides JJ Redick, who's six four, the smallest guy in their starting five is six eight. So you know it's a valid complaint. It's a valid claim that um, they're not going to be able to match up. However, I actually think that Detroit defensively is in a decent position. You know, I think Andre can handle. Um, Embiid. He, I mean, obviously, we know that his history with Embiid, they got a big beef going on. I don't know, you know, how that exactly that's going to play out. But Luke Kennard, six foot five, Bruce Brown. He's been defending elite guards. I mean, we saw last night, right? Damian Lillard right, Damian. in middle of the fourth. What do you had? Nine points. He ended up finishing with twenty three. But you know, Bruce Brown was guarding him pretty well for most of the game. Um, you know, it's a valid complaint. It's going to be hard to play against the seventy sixers. But I mean, what's our home record? In the last, in the last, well, the last we're, streak you know, is we're what? Eleven and zero in the past. Eleven and zero. So I think, I think, I think I saw last night that we haven't lost in Detroit in the last sixty days. Right. I mean, listen, that that's a stat you can't delight. Right. I I think that they can definitely, um, you know, pull off a game or two. Am I am I calling an upset? Listen, I want to be optimistic. I'm a big Pistons fan. Uh, I just don't know if it's realistic. Um, however, I, I just want to you know break down a little bit more, um, you know, individually how. We played, you know, how our players have played against Philly um, this season. You know, I want to start off with Blake Griffin. Um, a lot of people doubted Blake Griffin last year. You know, he was brought by Stan Van Gundy as like a desperation move to try to make them make a playoff run last year. That didn't happen. You know, I think a lot of it had to do with Reggie Jackson being injured. Um, Ismith is a great point guard off the bench. I just don't know if he's a great starter. But look at this. You see these Blake Griffin stats against Philly. He's Blake Griffin stats against Philly. The first game they played, he had 50 points against them. Second game, he had 38. And third game, he had 31. His averages versus Philly on the year are 39.6 points per game, 12.3 rebounds per game, 6 assists, 53% field goal. And these are all great numbers, you know, averaging 40 points a game in three games against Philly. But one stat that blew my mind is when he played them on December 7th, he had 24 free throw attempts. 24 free throw attempts. What that tells me is that the 76ers couldn't guard him. 
And they were just following him the entire game. I mean, 24 free throws. He made 17 of them. You know, I want to get your take. Do you think Blake Griffin is going to be a key factor in this series against the Philadelphia 76ers? I think he's going to be the second biggest factor, I think. Andre is going to be a bigger factor against Embiid. Blake's probably going to be taking Simmons. I think he can guard Simmons, but I think the biggest... But what about offensively? I mean, who's really going to be controlling the offense? Blake and I think Ellington and Jackson are going to be, you know, keeping the offense going. I think Andre's going to be keeping the defense going. Blake a little... But I think I think Blake's not going to be the biggest factor. I think it's going to be Andre in this series. Really? Okay, I hear that. But um, you know, I want to say Andre has uh, a real beef going on with Joel Embiid. I know Joel Embiid taunts him earlier in the season. Joel Embiid said that he gets in his head, and you know it's true. If you look at Andre, you know Andre versus Philly, he's you know averaging sixteen points a game. 13 rebounds. Yeah, I mean, these are great numbers, but defensively, I think Embiid scored 40 points off him one game, the other game 30-something. He can't guard Embiid. You know, and, and, and you know, I, I hear that Andre is going to be a big factor, but he's going to have to step it up. You know, so I want to I I change uh, the narrative right now. I want to talk about Pistons stats. Um, you know, really post-All-Star. I, I mean... They've been great. They've been, they've been great. I mean, but before before I actually didn't even think they were gonna make the playoffs before All Star, you know, I, I thought they were gonna miss it again, and you know, I wanted to, I want you to talk a little bit more about this past February and March and how they've really changed their game offensively, defensively. They look like they're having a good time, and they're they're playing ball. Well, I think it's mostly these four players, Andre Drummond, improving his game immensely in these times. Reggie Jackson, immensely. And then Thon Maker and Wayne Ellington bringing oh, yeah, everything they can. Those two late additions. Well, and Wayne Ellington raining it from downtown. Thon, his defense is keeping up. He's getting better at three-pointers. Getting a lot of fouls on him, of course. Yeah, I, I want to ask you a question about Wayne Ellington. You know, I, I know you're a big fan of Luke Kennard. And, you know, Stan Van Gundy was very much, you know, he didn't really give a lot of minutes to rookies. And, and I think the guys like Henry Ellington got messed over like that. I think he had a lot of raw talent, but was just never given the opportunity on the Pistons to play. And um, we saw that with Luke Kennard last year. I mean, he didn't have a great rookie season. But then again, the guy really never played more than 18 minutes a game. Um, you know, I saw in the month of February, he was on fire. And they were giving him 25, 30 points a minutes a game. I'm sorry about that. And um, now that Wayne Ellington is balling... You know, it's great and all. However, he's a free agent this summer. We might not have him next year. Luke Kennard will still be around. Do you think that Wayne Ellington is taking away, um, you know, good good minutes that Luke Kennard, you know, maybe not be playing, uh, like, the same level right now, but it could affect him down the line, you know, with just having another season where he's not getting starting minutes? I definitely see that Wayne Ellington's taking Luke Kennard's minutes, especially in the starting lineup, which before Ellington, Luke was in that starting lineup. But I do think that Ellington has... He's a more veteran player. He's an older player. But Definitely. right now, his talent is more. If we don't sign Wayne Ellington in this free agency, Luke's going to be getting those minutes. I definitely think that Wayne Ellington is taking his minutes, but I think Wayne Ellington right now is a better overall player. Got it. You know, um, I personally feel that going into the playoffs, that the biggest factor is going to be Reggie Jackson. You know, I think Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin are both going to bring their game. I think they're going to put up, you know, Solid numbers. You know, hopefully we get a monster game from Andre. I think Blake is going to be much more consistent. I think it's just Andre has to get over that 
Embiid. I do feel Embiid is in his head, and I think that defensively he has to work on controlling um, Embiid defensively. But Reggie Jackson is now playing like he did, you know, uh, three years ago when they played the Cavs. Um, you know, in that playoff series, he was great. And, you know, he was great that season. We got him uh, that that year in free agents. Uh, not in free agency, I'm sorry. in um, in the, By the trade deadline. And he was a great fit for Detroit. Um, but I feel that Detroit's, you know, recent struggles have all been... We've been very weak at the point guard position. Okay, fine. Shooting guard, granted, also not that good. Um, but, you know, Wayne Allenton's balling now. But I think that... Reggie Jackson, you know, I mean, let's look at these Reggie Jackson numbers, right? I mean, they were stinking before the, they were stinking before the break. If you look pre-All-Star, the guy was averaging 14.9 points per game. He was averaging 4.4 assists. However, he was shooting 36.6% from three-point range. Okay, so those are not good numbers. I wouldn't even say he's a top 20 point, point guard in the NBA. But if you look post-All-Star, the guy's averaging 16.8 points per game. 38.1% from three-point range. 3.6 assists. He's averaging almost a steal a game. Um, he's balling. And you know what? If you look, post-All-Star, he's averaging 25 points, 25 minutes per game. Pre-All-Star, he's averaging almost 30 minutes a game. So you're taking away five minutes from him. 25 minutes a game is not really starting minutes. And his points are up almost two per game. And his percentage is up almost 2%. And, you know, I personally feel... There was too much weight on his shoulders. You know, I think that he was a... They were asking him to be the leader and step up. I just don't think he was able to play that much minutes. I think it was taking a toll on his body. And now, you know, they're giving him less minutes. Everyone's feeling a lot more comfortable. Other guys, role players are stepping up. Luke Kennard, Wayne Ellington, Thon Maker, like you said before. I want to talk a little bit about his defense later. Um, but what do you think the factors have been to improve Reggie Jackson's game? Um. Well... Reggie, the factors for sure are his turnovers and his and his. And I wouldn't say his fouls so much, but his turnovers. He look at it. He's not turning it over a lot. Yeah, that I is mean, true. Post All Star and pre All Star, really not a lot. Yeah, one half, one half per game. I mean, look at James Harden. The guys are turning over five and a half times. Right, and you look at his and you look at his assists, and it's it's amazing. I mean, four assists a game is is. I mean, Listen, it's solid. I'll, I'll tell you, it's solid, especially with um guys like Blake Griffin, who's um. A forward, but at the same time, he's one of those guys who's kind of transitioned from a forward guard. Like he takes the ball down a lot. And um, now look at these stats: Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's averaging. Um, I want to see how many assists the guy's averaging he's a game. Five and a half a game. So five and a half a game for a forward. That, that's almost unheard of in this league right now. Um, you know, five and a half a game. That's pretty much a point guard. That's good point guard numbers. So I think the fact that Reggie Jackson is still putting up four and a half, 25 minutes a game, not taking the ball down so much. Tells you a lot about um, how he's willing to kind of take a step back and take a little more of a quiet role. But at the same time, you know, if you watch the game, he's really setting everyone up. I want to add something to what you're saying. Yeah, please. Blake son. Griffin and Andre, uh, Blake Griffin and Reggie Jackson, you know, in the past ten games have really had the weight off their shoulders completely gone. With Andre stepping up, right? Thon Maker stepping up, Luke Kennard a couple games before, I mean, Wayne Ellington now. Andre, Andre, son, Andre had like six blocks the other night. Right. I mean, it, mostly they're taking over. I think Reggie and Blake don't have they don't have as much weight on their shoulders now, putting them in better positions for the playoffs to give them better numbers, 
maybe more time playing because of um, fatigue if they would play now and have the weight on their shoulders. But I, I definitely think that Reggie, Reggie and Blake don't have the weight on their shoulders right now. It's kind of Andre and Fun. You know, I definitely, um, I definitely hear that. You know, I, I want to say um, Andre Drummond is, um, in my opinion, the most underrated center, might even be the most underrated player um, in this league. Um, you know, I, I, I always love Lou Williams. Listen, the guy's won six man of the year, what, two years in a row now? He's very he underrated. A lot of he's very underrated, however, he's gotten awards. Guys like Andre Drummond, I think was the biggest all-star snub. I mean, uh, come on, Nikola Vucevic is a great center. He's not as good as Andre Drummond. That's facts. But, you know, I want to talk Andre Drummond. What I, uh, you know, addressed before about how Joel Embiid has feasted off Andre Drummond offensively this year. Andre Drummond has never even, um, has he ever been to an all-defensive team? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he was a third all-defensive team maybe a year or two ago. But Andre Drummond right now is top 10 in blocks, top 10 in steals, and out of centers, He's number one in steals. You know, I don't see Andre, I, don't, I don't see a lot. Of, you know, centers are not generally not don't get a lot of steals. But if you look, I don't know, did you watch the Blazers game last week? Yeah, I did. And yeah, so we lost that. We lost that game. But Andre Drummond, late in the game, you know, um, it, was, it was a close battle. I, what, it what, was. I mean, uh, who, was, how much? How much did the Blazers win by? Blazers won by five like, points. Yeah, four or five. Four or five points. Andre Drummond late in the game, he was um, in the paint. And um, Dane was taking the ball down. Andre stepped up, snagged the ball from him, brings it down, dunks it. You don't see centers doing that. You don't see them charging point guards, taking the ball down, take a steal. But I personally feel that he should be, you know, definitely a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. If not, he's one of the elite defenders in this league. I definitely say he's a top three center. I'll put Embiid over him. Boogie, not this year over him. You know, the only other center that I could kind of hear. No, I don't think Rudy Gobert um, is better than him. I, I say Anthony Davis, if you want to call him a center. But Andre Drummond, Andre, he, I mean, he won Eastern Conference Player of the Week three, uh, three, three or four weeks ago, right? I mean, look at the numbers he's putting up this week. Six blocks in a game. Yeah, but the, the thing with Andre is he's a very underrated defender. He's one of the only NBA centers, I would say, Anthony Davis, not counting that. Right. To be averaging one and... One steal and one block a game. I mean, it's more than one steal. With more it's more than, than more, 17 points It's more than one steal. It, with more 1. than 10 rebounds a game. Right, okay, that, that is true. 1.7 steals, 1.7 blocks. We, we all know he's one of the greatest rebounders of all time. By this league, he's, he's, by this year, he's averaging, I don't know, 15 and a half rebounds a game. Um, the guy's balling. The guy, the guy shot 63% in the month of February field goal percentage. I mean, those, those, are, those, those are elite numbers. Those yeah. are elite numbers. It is, but one thing I want to quickly talk about Andre is he turns it over a lot. Right. I mean, he's a big guy, not a big Yeah, so, so, so I want to address that point. Um, you know, he turns it over, I don't know, 2.1 turnovers per game. He has definitely, you know, been ball handling the ball a lot more, a lot better than passing the ball. The guy is averaging 1.4 assists on the game, on the year. Um, you know, I don't think he averaged even close to one most of his career. And, you know, I'm fine with that. He's transitioning in a little bit to that passing. I mean, we saw last night, Andre Drummond had the ball. He was driving to the hoop. I'm sorry, he wasn't even. He was on the, he was driving on the left wing, and he saw Thon Maker open in the right corner. And he, you know, he was driving a little bit, and then he zipped it out to Thon Maker. And, you know, centers don't do that. They really don't, with the exception of, 
you know, a few players in this league who could, a few centers in the league who could pass. They don't do that. You know, I think Andre Drummond um, is putting us in a great position right now. Wayne Ellington, great. I really want to see more from Luke Kennard. Can you talk a little bit more how if you feel that Luke Kennard is um, the shooting guard of the future for the Pistons? Do you think that it would be worth it to sign Wayne Ellington? And do you think that Luke Kennard is going to be a factor in this playoff series? I think I think all the all the things you're saying right now, signing Wayne Ellington, Luke Kennard being a presence in the playoffs, I think the first one, Ellington being signed, I think that matters in how we do in the playoffs. If we make it past the second round, maybe. I think we're signing Wayne Ellington. There's a chance that if we don't make it, we'll sign him. But I do think that Luke Kennard, I don't, he doesn't have any playoff experience. I, he, that is true. Oh, but then again, you know, with the exception of Blake Griffin, Andre, Reggie, they only got four games. And that was a sweep from LeBron. So we really don't have that much experience as a team. Well, we do have the we do have the playoff feel. I mean, this year that is true. These past few games, if you've been looking, Blazers, Magic. It's been a play of atmosphere in Detroit. We haven't seen full houses like this in years. And also, they can. I think they'd rather have the Raptors in the playoff series. You know, going three zero against them. That but, is true. Three zero regular season. Right. Some say the Pistons should even lose. You know, the next couple couple games just to get that seventh seed. You know, I know that you are definitely one of those people that say they should take that seventh seed. Um. You know, a lot of people, I'm sure if you ask Dwayne Casey, you ask Coach Casey if he wants to purposely lose, he'll say, no, we bring it every night. We're here to win, and we're down for a good challenge. But do you think that Dwayne Casey actually believes that in his heart, that he'd rather win and take the 16 and play, and play Philly than play his old team Toronto that he's had tremendous success against this season? I think he'd rather play against Toronto, but it is risky with 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 Nets. I, they have a hard schedule, but they're a good team. That, that is true, but the Nets do have the hardest schedule. And, you know, you could be a great team. With five games left, you can't afford to lose. Yeah, but I'm betting on them winning against the Bucks. I mean, they're the Nets. I think they'll win against the Bucks. You think D'Angelo Russell's been balling out lately? Oh, yeah. He's, he's been balling out. All-star, all-star before and after. Oh, definitely. Been great. Um, yeah, but I don't I don't think they should go back to the I, I think, seventh seed. It's too risky. I, I think I think that D'Angelo Russell might, might win uh most improved player. I, I would know Pascal Pat Siakam. Pascal Siakam on Toronto has been balling. But then again, Siakam didn't start last year. He's starting this year. You know, I, I feel that when you don't start and then you go to starting and increase all those minutes, the stats are going to go up. D'Angelo Russell started last year, and he wasn't playing like this. But Brooklyn, I didn't think they were going to be a playoff team this year, even in the East. Uh, yeah, but you, you got to give it to Kenny Atkinson because... That is true. Coach of the Year, definitely candidate. Really? And he really... They didn't start off well. A lot of people are saying Nick Nurse. Should yeah, take Nick it for Nurse, Toronto. Nick I mean, he took over. He co- took over Coach Casey. I mean, let's not get off topic. But just one thing I want to add: the Nets are a dangerous team. You, you don't want you don't want to be playing them in the playoffs. I don't care if you're I don't care if you're Toronto or the Bucks. They're a risky team to play against the against in the playoffs. So even in the regular season, they're you know a very good team. Yeah, definitely. So if they're gonna try to get back into that seventh spot, Nets will probably if they if they lose some things, Nets maybe can get into that sixth spot, but. You know, Miami and Orlando, not so far behind Charlotte. That is Charlotte's true. Not making it. I mean, Orlando's a game and a half behind us. However, we have the tiebreaker with Orlando. So I like to call that two games behind us. I think right. we're a comfortable position. You know, I think we're playing Indiana twice this week. Yeah, Indiana uh, Monday and Wednesday. You know, no. Indiana Indiana's won three out of their last ten. They're, they're not playing pretty well now. I think they're they're definitely missing Victor Oladipo right now. The one thing about Toronto, I was I was at a Toronto game earlier this season, and oh yeah, that's true. You were uh, Kawhi did not play that time that you went. No, he actually did. That was a different game though. Oh, 
Um, oh, you're right. Pride did not play. But see, the, the the difference was when they played the Raptors is everything's higher spirits. There's always a chance to win against the Raptors. There's teams when you're down by 20 at halftime. Take take for instance. Nuggets. They were down by 27. They only lose by three. That shows the Pistons can really come back. So that is true. So when they were playing against the Raptors, they were down by I think it was, I think it was five points with like two minutes left in overtime. They went to overtime and they won it by five. That is true. You, you know, son, I want to talk to you a little bit about Detroit's defense. You know, they're the eleventh overall defense right now in the NBA, but in their last three games, they are they're averaging letting up nine ninety three points per game. 93 points a game. We're talking, we played the Blazers. The Blazers are a great offense. You know, the last um, we played the Magic. The Magic have been balling out lately. And who, who's the other team? Um, we played the Blazers, the Magic, and then... Um, well, we played the Blazers, we played the Magic, and... I'm trying to remember who it was. Anyway. Um, oh, well, we played the, the, the Warriors, but uh, the Nuggets, which... Right, it was the Nuggets. And, um, you know, I, I want to say that... Um, 93 points per game. That's elite defense. That's elite defense. The, the, you know, right now, where most teams are averaging about 108 per game? Uh, yeah, I think 108, 108, 109, yeah. I'm That's an elite average. defense. That's an elite defense. I don't know if they're going to be able to keep it up, but it's definitely a great sign going into this playoff series. Son, thank you very much for uh, spending the day with us. Um, this is Detroit Dynasty, episode one. Subscribe. We're going to come to you next week. Hopefully, we'll have a lot more heading into much closer to the playoff series. Have a great morning, everyone.